it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. listening to the Getting Salty Experience podcast. Welcome back, Leatherhead Nation. We are back live at the kitchen table, at the firehouse kitchen table, because Getting Salty Experience is the only podcast in the whole wide world that brings that firehouse kitchen table to you, wherever you are around the world. Could be Budapest, Roof. I don't know. Maybe. Could be Germany. We get all over the place. Guys are sitting around, maybe not boozing up like us, but they're sitting around a kitchen table. Oh, boozing. Back in the day, they were anyway, right? Back in the we're day. We're excited. Petey's all shot out of a cannon back from a little camping <laughs> trip. Oh, yeah. Well rested. Start texting us in the morning. Oh, oh, I guess like paragraphs and stuff. We got to do this. We got to do that. This is what I we're looking for. Paragraphs, man. Yeah, listen. He's shooting off shit this morning. Like he's <laughs> what I hit him with, cool. What I hit him with. Uh, he's well rested. Somebody's yeah, yeah. well rested. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, someone's yeah. gonna produce this show and keep I'm things just, on the on the rails. Good. Take you know it what easy, saying? guy. Hey, I, I got yeah. I, I got big ideas. Yeah. Come on, Mink, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Make the show beautiful. Hey, Pete, Let's if go. you went camping and you wound up, uh, <laughs> if you went, <laughs> and you woke up in the morning and your pants were on your ankles, right? Would you tell anybody? Would you tell anybody? <laughs> Funny you should mention that. <laughs> it was an interesting weekend this weekend, but I don't know if we do an ad first and then I'll get into it. Really? The shameless plug. Uh, yeah, we're up to the shameless plug already. I mean, you know, that's kind of the first thing we do at the gate. Uh, I'm going to tell you right at the gate, Coobs is into his cups and he's doing a little basil. Is my, my mother probably not watching because she probably hasn't figured out how to get on so quickly. So I'm doing the old Basil Hayden's Kentucky whiskey, baby. I might have to switch to some clears after this so week. Just do a quick shout out to Liam. Thanks for hooking up the old man uh, tonight. To, uh, technically, oh, yeah, in the chat. Liam Noonan. Liam Noonan is in the oh, chat. No, no it's not. It's Finbar. It's Finbar. Oh, that's Finbar. I'm sorry. It's that's Finbar. not Liam. They're twin what is brothers. Finbar? Are they, twin, are they really twin brothers? That's what he said. But he could be. Yeah. He could be lying. Think, he was lying I the whole time. I think I he's messing with me. Finbar. I don't know. But I do. What I one thing that I do know. Fubar, maybe. Is that <laughs> one thing that I do know is that those boys are decked out in the finest gear from getting salty apparel. Oh, my good t shirts yeah. like the one that Mr. Mr. Coobs is wearing, or the one that Mr. Refreno is wearing, or beautiful tumblers to drink your uh unsolu- unlawful beverages 
uh, at mm. Long Beach all summer long. So guys, if you like firefighter apparel and firefighter accessories, head on over to GettingSaltyApparel.com where you can get the firefighter in your life something special or just something cool. You know, just check us out, help us out, support the show. There it is. GettingSaltyApparel.com. Shabang. Shabang. Great job. Pete is on his game. We, hey, listen, after this weekend, I have we gotta a lot take, to take. Uh, we got to take more weeks off. Pete, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he's on his shit, man. I don't know. I, I was it. not on my shit. He had all the pictures. We'll see how he does. I mean, he could he peter could right out. I mean, he could, yeah, like 10 minutes he could be out. Uh, might, so let's might putter know. out. Peter nothing, will putter out. Nothing worse than I, Saturday let's night. How where he, let's I, see how he is at 920. Allegedly, allegedly, some some people might have been a little drunk in front of their kids, and oh, allegedly, wow. allegedly, That's always nice. You didn't beat them, did you? No. no oh, all right. No, 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 no. Cabin, you drunk? I don't know. I don't know what happened? <laughs> no, no, lady no. around. What were you doing? Let's put it to you this way. So I, it was about 120 degrees when we got over there, and I had to set up camp, and I'm drinking beer after beer because it's hey, it's camping, we're drinking beers, setting up the camp, and I threw. I don't know why. I just threw the McAllen in the cooler just to get it out of the way and so it wouldn't fall off of anything. Pick it out. And I was like, oh, shoot. Let's switch to a little bit of whiskey. And it was going down smooth, boys. Let me, sell, let me just oh, say that. Oh, man. Cold McAllen, no ice in it, no water yeah. down, no nothing. Oh, and then. Wow. Uh, now you're not going to touch the stuff for like a year because oh, it's scarred how, did, uh, how did. Uh... Mrs. Zivkovic like it. Was she all right on it? <laughs> Miss, I woke up to Mrs. D and the kids fanning my body covered in a film of sweat. Really? I'm trying to, I'm oh, trying wow. to yak my Nothing brain like out. Nothing like being bombed. Oh, you, you had a hangover? You yak thrown my up? brains out into a, uh, a plastic bag. So, you know, I'm just going, look at that. Great role model. Wow. <laughs> it was allegedly. I'm just saying. Allegedly. Could have happened. That's very reminiscent of And his pants fell off. The, right, Carl. After the, <laughs> it was the after Ronnie the, Geese episode. Only after the, the Ronnie Geese episode, I was sitting in the living room. I started to projectile vomit across the <laughs> Set my kids in a panic. <laughs> That's pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. But, but we all survived it. It was all okay. And then uh, afterwards, the next day, I had the lovely uh, pleasure of taking them from waterfall to waterfall to waterfall really? in lovely oh, nice. Ithaca, New York. You oh, by the way, night in a cabin and go, come on, kids, we're going streaking <laughs> through the campground. We're streaking, honey. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. The last time I got hat, bring your hat. The last time I got that shit wrecked was uh, uh, yeah. 15 years ago. I was watching a Floyd Mayweather Oscar De La Hoya fight with me really? and my buddy, and we drank. Me and Pete, you know Pete. We we oh, went through a bottle of tequila was, together. Uh, I thought it was Tony Bookrub. You know <laughs> Tony Bookrub. Don't say right, it. Listen, we're leaving. I'm not yeah. saying it. That could be it. sleeping in the backstage. Let's Let's up. Oh, Let's look, we already have a troll, Mukesh. Mukesh, what, you're getting tossed out of here. What did Mukesh say? Look, it's just weird putting up a weird phone number. Like, yeah, all right, Mukesh, block all you. Right. Here. Get Mukesh, out. Mukesh, that call, you're out. Sniper. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's bring him in. All Let's right. bring in our guest. Uh, he's got probably he probably got on the job before three quarters of the guys in this chat were even born, bro. Mm -hmm. he's, he's not the guy from Caddyshack that you might think. He's the He's the original Danny Noonan. There he is. Hello, Hello sir. What do you say, kid? How are hey. you? Welcome to the Hello. show, Danny. Hello, Les. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know. Pleasure, pleasure. 
So, he could also he could also double for the guy uh, the most interesting man in the world. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. He can. You know what? He can, Coops. He yeah. really can. You know, Daddy is the most interesting man. <laughs> uh, well, when I'm not my... paragliding in Uruguay. <laughs> yeah. right. going to I'm throwing up in front of my kids outing. in a cabin in Ithaca, New York. What's that, Danny? Try going to a battalion golf outing with the name Danny Noonan. <laughs> oh, forget it. Miss it. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh. Love it. Listen, you, know, you don't even know. Like, oh, man. Oh, man. Be the ball. Be the ball. Be the ball. That's right. Danny, be the ball. It's, it's kind of hard, sir, with you talking and all. <laughs> listen, listen. And, um, Boy, it got worse when I went to California. I go to fire department golf tournaments, and people are like, "Oh, I'd sign in, in the morning, six forty-five in the morning." And the starter goes, "Oh, what's your name?" I said, "Danny Noonan." <laughs> what? It's a Danny Noonan. He goes, "I was early to be breaking balls, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? My name was Danny Noonan. Really? I had to show my driver's license. You in there? That's freaking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he's good, man. You know what he said to him? He said, the world needs ditch diggers too, Danny. So there I was with the Dalai Lama, says Captain Mo. Yes. And he said, Gunga Lagunga. Gunga Lagunga. All right, so let's dive right in it because Danny came on the job in 1973. How many of you guys in the chat were even born? Probably not even that decade, right? 1973. Wow. Dude. I don't want to make you feel old, Danny, but me and Louie Louis were five when you got on the job. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. But you look, listen, you look great. You still got that whole head of hair there. You got the yeah. mustache working. Look at you, bro. Good it for does. you. Yes, nice. yes, yes. Yeah. So you got in in 1973, right? You, you, But right before that, you were in the corrections. You took that god-awful job know, for a little while? Well, yeah, I was Ooh. on the 68 list and yeah. was progressing very slowly. And people told me, hey, Dan. Take the correction, right? It's available, and then you can transfer right over your time. Your time will count. Well, 68 list didn't move at all, and here I am on Rikers Island. I'm oh, boy. Jordan, uh, Attica and the tombs and every other thing. Yikes. So, yeah, man. So Rikers Island was Rikers Island. Yeah, oh, truly. Truly. Oh, God. Oh, Coops has been now on the wrong side, but I was there. Yeah, I, I met you somewhere before. Through that, too sorry, I've seen look. you somewhere before. You, Danny. Yes, yeah. I, I knew you look. looked familiar. One day we'll, we'll unpack that story one day. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, so, in, um, in the list, the day the list died, the 68 list, is the day I went in the warden's office and resigned. I said, yeah. that's it. Uh, I don't so believe you. Took, you. So you had to take it again in what, in 71 then? When did you yes, exactly, 71. Took it in 71. Did you have family on the job, or what made you want to be a fireman? My father was NYPD detective, and oh. my grandfather had 43 years on the department on oh, the NYPD. Shit. Oh, back then, you know what they did. You know. You know what they did back then? They had the key in the box, and in the box they had the Southern Comfort, don't you know? Yeah, when they yeah, opened the box, yes, yes, yes. In the Well, yeah. his solution, I don't know how much he would get along today uh, with all the different uh, new concepts. His solution to everything was, don't be giving me none of your shit. I'll be hitting you with me stick. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, touchables. 
Yeah. So, did he have a shillelagh? Is that what he uh, hit you? Yeah, it's nightstick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, is that what so a shillelagh they, they is? I'm so, sorry. Shillelagh is a little billy club that they had. Is that what they call oh, it? People? It was a nightstick they carried. They wrapped uh, the leather uh, around their hands and they walked the beat with it under their arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Where was he walking? Yeah. Where did he walk a beat? What what borough was he in? Walking a beat. Uh, my dad was in the six eight in Bay Ridge, and my grandfather was over on Bergen Street. Mm. And the grandfather, forty three years though. What wow. was interesting was uh, when the Prince of Wales came in, he was his personal bodyguard. Mm. So I was trying to go through all these old photographs and trying to find them and everything else to uh, to no avail. But um, hey, they had the same shield number reserved for me, right? Seventy-three years in the police department, and everything. But I figured, hey, somebody in the family has to wise up after you rise. <laughs> somebody has to get on the right job, right? Somebody's got to wise up after three quarters of a century, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, what the fuck's going on here? You young guys going on the fire department? Doesn't you know he's supposed to be a fucking cop? Uh, you got that goddamn shield here for you. Tim Tim Wait Weimer in the chat is saying that's the attitude adjustment stick that he used to. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, we can definitely no use doubt. that nowadays. No There's no doubt yes, about that. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, the harbor section of Rockaway Beach, and um, I used to bartend at the local places, Beach 108th Street and Fitzgeralds, and uh, and used to see these guys come in. They're like T-shirts, jovial drinkers with the cigars, the three-day beard. I always go, who are those guys? Fireman. Like, <laughs> yes. They're FDNY guys. And I said, hmm, made me think even more. I forget about that cop list. Right. <laughs> that, there's a lot of guys from the job, even today, uh, uh, from Rockaway and, and Bell yeah, Harbor man. and uh, Breezy yeah. Point, right? Yeah, I mean, they yeah, exactly. have a great community of, of, uh, of guys yeah. down there. Yeah. You've yeah. yeah. been uh, pushing into Long Beach. ton of cops and fine it, man. ton of yeah. them. No, for sure. All right, so you get on in 73, right? You said... Uh... Um, yeah, well, um, I was lucky to get on the last class. Mm -hmm. um, there were two guys who didn't take the job at the last minute, like 48 hours before you go to the... No shit. Uh, go to Iraq. Ah. So myself and this other guy had to show up at headquarters, which was at uh, 110 Church at the time, and we go up, and where the two guys are going to be at it, and they... Put us on the order, and the lieutenant goes, hey, you know, I got to swear you guys in. So he looks around the order. He says, there's no Bible, no nothing. He says, put your hands on the copy copy machine and raise your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> so I got sworn in on the copy machine. He gave you one of these. Exactly. All right, you're good. Yeah. on the copy machine. You know, actually, we have a photo of that event uh, right here. Yeah, your probie photo right here. Check you out. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. That's yes. probably Mr. Mr. Carter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Show them the real Proby photo. There That's you go. There you go. There's the lad. Uh, you weren't doing too bad there, Mr. Noonan. You know, bartending, uh, the mustache. You know, you were doing all right, kid. Long, the long yeah, was, Look at the long hair. They lied you had that long hair in the Proby. Oh, I don't. It's graduation. That's um, one of my ex-wives. Oh, you got a couple uh, of them too? 
Uh, yeah, let me uh, let me see how many. Uh, hold on, she's uh, <laughs> fourteen carried it too. We were the last class at the Rock at the um, on Roosevelt Island before I went over to the New Rock. So really? it was uh, very interesting. Everything was being broken down, and one of the uh, instructors come over to me. There was a deputy on the job by the name of Pete Noonan in the third division. I had no idea who he was or whatever. So one of the instructors comes over and goes, uh, firefighter, probationary firefighter Noonan, are you related to Deputy Chief Noonan? And I said, oh, you know Pete? Figuring, oh, I got it now. You know, like, like yeah, Uncle Pete. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> they made me the top guy on the scaling lattice. I don't know no. if you guys remember what yeah, the I did scaling the scaling lattice yeah, was. I did that program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy jeez, how did it go up seven stories? Right, you keep moving the ladder up and up and up, right? Yeah, fly yeah. like a bird. They said, fly yeah. like a bird. Oh, my God. It's hanging up there. So Mr. Wise Guy here, figuring him is going to get, oh, the nice detail for the rest nice. of the academy. You need a detail, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what we forgot, Pete? What's that? We forgot the word of the day, bud. It's a sweet stuff. You got a mouse in your pocket? Ooh, good point. We do have a word of the day, ladies and gentlemen, in fact. And I think this word is apropos considering our guest, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our word of the day is a mustache. Mustache. All right, here, here. Here's guys. Salud, kids. Oh, what happened? To, you went to the beer? I thought you yes, were I got it. Hey, it's, hey uh, you got to pace yourself. You can pace yourself. Uh, lightweight. It's a fine thing. It's a fine, fine thing. thing. All right, so you know, I, you know what? This is going to be my brother's going to kill me here, Ruff. Did you know that the probie school was originally at Roosevelt Island? At Roosevelt, I knew it was at Welfare Island. I didn't know. If well, it was yeah, at it was. They were changing the name Welfare. Oh, was that Welfare? The name Welfare right. didn't fit it, and also they. Uh, oh, uh, I know. I know the laddering school was at Sixteen Truck up on Sixty Seventh Street. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, Am I correct with that? Yeah, so uh, actually we're doing a show at the, at the Academy soon, coming up, coming to a, a podcast near you. So we're going to have to incorporate that in. Yes, please do so. All right, so you get on at 71, and you go to Ladder Tree, Tree Truck. Ladder oh, Tree. Tree Truck. Where is Tree Truck? 13th Street and Tree Truck? 
Exactly. Between 3rd and 4th Avenue, um, there was a very famous restaurant at the time called Luch House. And uh, we were right behind it. And um, single house in with the uh, sixth battalion. A single truck with a battalion. How is that yeah. not the best place on the job right there, bro? Oh, single great. truck with the battalion. Right. How'd you wind up getting there? Do you know somebody? The fixer. I, um, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, Chief Noonan. <laughs> <laughs> Noonan, you go to the truck. <laughs> for using his name. Uncle Patty said you're going to tree truck. Uncle Pete. There you go. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So you get the tree truck in 1973? Yep. Mm -hmm. oh, you get the tree truck in 73. Tree. A lot of trees. Tree, A lot tree, of trees. Tree, tree, tree truck in 73. And so how long are you there before you catch your first JLV? Can't be. That's the kind of, that's the warriors right there. 73, man. Uh, yeah, but I was so. Uh, I don't first, know about you, know, the, yeah. you know, there's a lot of diversified work at a three truck. It's one run you're down in Alphabet Land, A B C D. Next run you're in a high rise. Next run you lofts over by 14 engine, and then you're on Fifth Avenue. Huh. Then you're at NYU. You know, so mm -hmm. it's really across the board there. Um, my first job was. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, was manhole covers of all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I'm chopping at the bit, and boom, a couple of manhole covers explode. And the senior guy I goes to me, you're supposed to call it in the air. Heads or tails? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, People wouldn't cool think up. that those things pop the way they pop, right? I mean, it's pretty uh, cool. yeah. Oh, they go, yeah. yeah. He steam yeah. underneath it, yes. So, <laughs> three three truck is still... Busy. They still, uh, you know, oh, they run around a lot. They still do Alphabet a lot of stuff. City, though, they were doing work back then. No, oh, my God. That oh. was the shit right yeah. there. Insane. You know, uh, we were right down the block from um, uh, Avenue B and 12th Street. Mm -hmm. It was 452 there. And that was, uh, man, six-story old Lord tenements continuously. They had those crazy rear tenements. I mean, it was... Uh, you know, surprisingly, where we were in Maspeth by the squad, they had a ton of rear tenements. People don't even know what they are today. Yeah, really? Yeah, man. It's like a house behind a house, and, and, and it really challenges you as far as laddering and getting the laddering. Ladder right yeah. You can bring it through the first one to the second one. It's uh, Yeah. It was Danny, who were, who were your bosses there? Who were some of the people that you remember? Oh, my captain was this guy by the name of Bill DeSave, who his name throughout the uh, department was Spanky. Because uh, there was this show on TV called Spanky and Our Gang. And he just, he was identical Look. to the primary <laughs> character, Spanky. <laughs> so he had T-shirts made up with Spanky nah, on it, Spanky it. and Our Gang. <laughs> so it was, um, it was, um, it was great. It was uh, some very knowledgeable guys there. I was the first probie there since the uh, 23rd Street collapse. It went oh, on wow. a hiring freeze for a couple of years. And Three Truck was lucky to survive the 23rd Street collapse. And a couple of guys there got significantly burnt and whatever. Is that the one where 18 lost the whole company? Yes. Yeah. yeah right, right. Uh, on 23rd Except, Street. Where we lost one, for one guy that they sent out, right? There was one guy uh, who was yeah, doing 18, uh, which building is squad. Yeah, yeah he, was doing, he was doing – no, it wasn't Chief Dunn. It was it was somebody that who was on doing buildings because so they used to send one guy yeah. to do building yeah. inspections, right? Yep. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he he later joined the line, and what happened was uh, he was holding on to the to the 
to the handle of the nozzle. Right. He saved him from falling into the into the. Uh, into the yep, he was yeah. on the bell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was on the bell, and the only reason I know that is because he was good. For, he grew up with my father. I think his name was oh. Cassidy, Jackie Cassidy, or, or or Donovan. One of those. I don't know. One of those no. Irish guys. Yeah, one of those Irish fuckers. I don't know. One of those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was a great place to learn with uh, the senior man, and everybody's really into it. And uh, my tail was wagging, and probationary was only six months then. It wasn't like you know six you weeks. Spend, uh, no, uh, probationary to get the yeah. pumpkin patch off your head. Oh, I got you. I got you. Probation uh, probably school I was months. talking about. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Six months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of uh, what it is today. And we didn't bounce around at all. We didn't go to different uh, right. firehouses throughout the city. It was just, uh, this is your house, dude. Did um, you guys uh, ride the back step there, like on the turntable? Or did you have a. Uh, no, no. It was, it was a rear mount. Yeah. It was a rear mount at the time. Yeah. Uh, battalion, when I got there, still had the red station wagon, though. Cool. It's like a Pinto you know, or something. Not right? the big Suburban, <laughs> just the standard. Uh, yeah, like a Plymouth Fury, or Plymouth, Plymouth Station yeah, wagon. It was like the family truckster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> the yeah the the was family truckster. Wagon. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, But the battalion was in with you guys, right? Which was good. Yeah, 6th Battalion. Yep. And these were old school guys. They were World War II guys. I was just, uh, that's so funny, Dan. I was just going to ask you. You probably worked with a bunch of World War II guys then, right? Yes. yes. Those, those guys yeah. were serious, you know, uh, hard-charging oh. guys, right? God, you know, um, uh, I'm like, oh, it, was, it was insane. It just so meaningful. It had such an impact. Everything they said, you know, was just uh, amazing. But Still uh, get Noonan in the pole hole. See if he can climb up, dump the flower, you know? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> these guys are like my father's age. And every day I can never see my father getting a guy in a pole hole and dumping a bag of flour on his head, you know? <laughs> that's, that's always tough when a place doesn't get a probie for a while, right? I mean, oh, especially yeah. for that. That was probably uh, six, seven years before, you know, yes. when you got there. Yes. So. And, um I was expecting a lot of them. There's a firefighter who worked there. His name was Jack Schmuck. And believe it or not, <laughs> oh, that, boy. Was, that is not easy. And I thought it was an elaborate prank on the probing. Because everywhere on his locker was Schmuck, on the writing list, Schmuck, Schmuck. <laughs> I figured, oh, this is going to be, they're going to get me some way, shape, or form. Uh, uh, Jack was a lichy guy. His son Bobby came on the job. He had like 30 years and 33 engine. And just, but I'm always, you know, I'm always like, what the hell are they going to do to me next? You know, it's, uh, That's great. <laughs> we grew up with a guy named Schmuck, right, Ruff? You remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first name was Reinhard Schmuck. Reinhard Schmuck. Oh. <laughs> Imagine that guy, Reinhard Schmuck. No. Well, Jack used to bring the kids down to my house in Bell Harbor for the beach during the day. So I used to have Jack and all the little schmucks running around. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm bum. Hey, let me ask you a question. Did did uh, Schmuck have a mustache? Oh, oh, he's off his game already, Ruffy. He's off his game already. Oh, oh, good to go. Oh, All right, we're good. All right, so three truck. Let's talk about it. Let's bring it up. Let's get right into it. We'll talk about the uh, the telephone company fire. Right, you were working that day. You were still a probie? Oh, no. No, I had like, uh, now I have like two and a half years on the job. 
came in um, in 75, I think, right? Uh, yes, yes, February, February 75. February 27th, 1975, around 12 midnight, right? Somewhere around there? They came yep. in? Yep. Do we so, want to yeah. give the the, uh, the the audience... Uh, yeah, we could the, do it a quick video the if quick you wanted video. to do that. All right, so yeah, let's, let's do that real quick just to give everybody a short primer. Smoke continues to pour endlessly from this building at the corner of 13th Street and 2nd Avenue. In fact, it seems a bit worse now than it was a short time ago. The smoke, white and gray, is just blowing east on 13th. The began early today when flames erupted in the sub-basement of the Bell Systems building at 2nd Avenue and 13th Street. And before long, 170,000 phones in Lower Manhattan had been knocked out. If it's possible to believe this, this fire is getting worse. You may hear the sirens in the background as more equipment arrives to battle. We're calling it a major disaster, and it's, uh, the extent of it, we don't know. Battalion Chief Joseph Riley said that the smoke and the heat and the damage were beyond belief. Some emergency phone service is being set up in the areas, and crews, we understand, are being brought in from out of state and out of town to assist in rebuilding this system once the fire department completes its job. Wow. All right, so were you first due there, Danny? Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, so the, so the ticket comes in. <clears throat> I watched oh, that other video that we can't yeah. show because uh, we might get knocked on that, but... You were saying that the, the, uh, you were listening to the radio and it came in a little bit scrambled or gobbled, right? Or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I had the uh, uh, midnight watch. Right. <clears throat> and um, it comes in, the voice alarm comes in, but it's all scraggy, uh, all, uh, all broken up. I can't, I can't really identify it, but what I can get is ladder three, respond, box 465, 2nd Avenue and 13th Street, the New York Telephone Company Exchange. So I got that and um, turned everybody out. And um, who was working was uh, Lieutenant Bartle, who was a guy who spent his career as a firefighter in 26 truck in Harlem. Mm -hmm. So the guy was really a real super veteran guy. And uh, as we're going down the block, he says, make sure, mask, this is strictly mask, you know? And, um, but at that, at that point, you guys weren't really wearing masks on a regular basis, right? Oh, uh, well, it depends if you had the OV or the roof or whatever. Forcible entry team, which is the officer, the irons man, the uh, extinguisher, the can man. Uh, yes, masks. But those, you know, remember we're running six-story tenements all night. So if you have the roof, there's no way you're, you're taking the, the mask in those days right. or like carrying a safe on your back. You know, yeah. it's... If you were coming down a fire escape, you couldn't make the swing from the fire escape to the landing. You had to take it half off right. and shimmy on through. Right. Yep. So if you have the roof or OV position, you're, you're not necessarily uh, carrying that mask uh, every right. night. I mean, every run. <clears throat> so what, what did you have? What were you assigned that night? I was real excited because this is the first night tour that I had the irons. Oh, shit. We got a new probie <laughs> in the house. I had the irons on the day tour. But this is my first night tour on the irons, and the probie now is the can. Yes, I'm elevated. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. That's some job to be a probie at. My goodness uh, gracious. <laughs> uh, 
So should I run through the scenario? Yeah, yeah, do. Yeah, 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 keep yeah, going. yeah. Go ahead, man. We, uh, we pull up to the building. Now, the fire had been going for hours now. This is perhaps the world's largest telephone Holy exchange. <clears throat> I mean, this thing is huge. So all through the building, through the night, uh, they have a car game on the 10th floor. They have other people doing this and everything. And all of a sudden, they start to develop an odor of smoke. And they're thinking, oh, this, that, everything. And one guy walks into a room where he sees a lot of smoke. He looks down a hole, like two by two, and it's all bright orange. So he runs to the phone to call it in, and the phone's the phone dead. don't work, right. Wow. Now, the guys in the car game on the 10th floor, they said, pick up the phone, also dead. Now, all the clocks in the building are going off, and they don't match to anybody they're all now they have uh, phone booths in the lobby and the lights start blinking. So, and nobody can communicate. Finally, everybody has the knowledge to come down to the lobby and the security guard in the lobby tries to call out. His line is also dead. So he screams to one of the workmen. He screams, he says, for the love of God, get the fire upon. We have a serious fire. And he runs to the box on the corner and pulls oh, the box. So it came in as a pull box. Well, it, could, box. it couldn't come as a phone alarm because I think that like, there was over 150,000 phone lines were out or something like 170,000. 170,000 phone lines were out. So there was no, no phone alarms coming in around there, bro. So they he goes down the street and pulls the pull box, no less. That's how no. you guys get the run? Mm -hmm. That's how we pick it up and uh, respond. And we're coming in five engine was coming back from a false alarm, they're already pulling in. And they have a 30-year veteran, too, Lieutenant Moran, who goes in. And now we have all these confused folks who work, telephone company workers, are coming out of the building. <laughs> what the hell? So there's nothing showing, Danny, when you pull There's up. very little showing. You're catching odors. You're catching odors. Catching odors. But this so is we, like in three sub-cellars down, right? Like three exactly. stories we down. We go inside... And there's a telephone company foreman, right? He's got the white shirt, the tie. He says, over here, it brings us to a display panel. So it's myself, the lieutenant, the guy in the can, and the phone company. And uh, then eventually the chief come in, and the display panel, he tells us we have a fire in the sub-cello vaults. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And there's some... 
That's when I turn around and go the other way. <laughs> That's what Ruffy says. All right, guys, I'll see you later. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like me at a Long Beach fire. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. So yeah. he, he tells, uh, you know, our task, right, first do truck company, you have to find the seat of the fire, right? You got to find the seat of the fire, and you got to search for victims, so down we go into the staircase. I'm going down and down. Now the smoke starts pushing. You're now we're up. going down, and it's all tiled hallways. And on the hallways, they have those fluorescent lights that are on the top of the halls. Uh -huh. Now the smoke is gathering at the top, so it's now becoming like dim. Dimmer, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the fire alarms are going off, and they're like klaxons that sound like a submarine diving. Uh, uh, uh. Holy shit. So we're going deeper and deeper, and the smoke gets thick. As they, as they go deeper and deeper, uh, Danny's asshole is going like this. Did you have your your, your face piece on then, Dan? Or oh, uh, not on then. We hit a door, and one phone fire guy is down there, down there on the left. A phone worker. Down there on the left, so we hit this door and it has uh, caution, uh, high voltage. So Lieutenant says, better leave the halogen here. Not a good idea. So we go through that door and then down with five engine following us, down another set of short steel staircases. Now we're down there. Now it's really starting to push. It's pushing, pushing, pushing. And now it becomes zero zero visibility, and there's no venting here. There's no. no horizontal ventilation. There's no vertical ventilation. It's all right there. So all we can do is just feel and feel for one another. And I, I had a flashlight, a, a big flashlight, and I'm saying, son of a bitch, it doesn't work. I started banging it. And then I held it right to the my face piece. Oh, my working. God. And I could just see the... Uh, thing and the lieutenant to make transmissions he had to take off his mask oh my and i'm God. like oh he must be getting taken up beating he here beating yeah man so back on and we can't find any fire now the polyethylene that was on the cables that insulate the cables it's melting and it's across the floor now and our boots are starting to stick to it so down there, we can't find it. Five engines down there. They're trying to look up, look up. There's nothing. There's nothing. Now we're starting to run out of air. I mean, this is 15 minutes into it. So Lieutenant goes, all right, we're going to back out, back out, back out. Can't see anything. Zero visibility. What was uh, the, the uh, layout? Was it? Corridors, like it was it easy? It, like, could you stairs, have stairs, stairs, another landing, <clears throat> shorter stairs, <throat> and then it led into this huge cable vault room. We had to find out later it goes 300 feet. Okay, we got 300 feet down East 13th Street. <laughs> this is where they bring in those. Ever see those huge cables that they have on the rigs that they stretch yeah. out? This cable, is what cable pullers they pull, they feed them in, yeah. Yes. Right, they pull and they and they pull out cables and they feed the cables with those. This, this is the, the fill with it. Three hundred feet, unknown to us. We can't see anything at this. Did you show that picture of the cables? Yeah. So. Suck here. 
Wow. Keep going. Keep going. I'll find it. <clears throat> so we, the officer goes, let's back out. Let's back out with five engine. So we start to back out following the line. You can see the firefighters down the, uh, the end of that corridor there. If you can zoom Holy in, you know. shit. I didn't even see that. Wow. See those guys? So is that is that the 300-foot corridor that these things are all laying down? No, I believe this is upstairs. The oh. whole building is like this. Shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> these are what's known as distribution frames. Right. And they just run. It's a maze. If you were to drop a, a mouse in one of these mazes, this is identical to what we're finding here. Wow. So we're following five engines line back, but the line goes straight up a vertical wall. And we're like, ah. So one firefighter from five finds the staircase and goes here, here, here. We got it here, here. And we like, grab one another and start going up. Oh, would you have like a bow in, in the line? Is that what happened? A what? You like a, you had a bow in the line, so you couldn't see where, like, where it continued yeah, up to the, the steps. The, uh, 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 first two line, right? Went down and went off the staircase, and ah, for I some reason you. is now just vertically up the wall. And so as we're going up, all the bells start going, and there's so many guys. We had the SCBAs with four minutes. The the bell rings, but there's so many bells going. You got to take your glove off and put it on your bell to see if it's your your bottle. Holy shit! So now they send thirty three engine, fourteen engine down to relieve five engine, and we can't see one another, and we're all entangled in the staircase. Jeez! So we're all trying to climb over one another and everything, and. Very fortuitously, uh, Lieutenant Lieutenant Jim Rogers from Rescue Company One, he took the roof rope and laid it as a lifeline all the way from the lobby down these stairs right into the vault area. Heads up, man. That's so, a heads up move. Oh, heads up. And we could follow that back out to the lobby. And several of the, uh, of the brothers ran out of there. And so... They were body breathing with the mask of other firefighters. And when we hit the lobby, it was it was it was a disaster. We uh, well it was a miracle. We didn't have uh, all the folks behind us. And at the time the telephone uh, people reported that we have two employees missing. They had like 27 in the building. We said we have two unaccounted for. So now they have companies throughout the building trying to find this. It's 11-story structure. And this place is a fortress. It was built to be earthquake-proof and riot-proof. And on the first two floors is they have a wire in the glass. They have it in steel frames. And then to protect from the junkies who roam the neighborhood at yeah, this time, the topper, right? they had oh, this yeah. they had this Lexon, quarter-inch Lexon, which is a bulletproof plastic. Yeah, so, so there was no vent going on there, brother. <clears throat> no, it was like if you took an eight-pound flat-end axe, bam, it was like playing a drum. It's going to yep. bang right. It's going to slam right back at you. I, I, yeah, that Lexon stuff, I, I have a bunch of it. That's some really uh. – Hardcore shit. Danny, did you think at some point you weren't making it out of there? I'm, sh I'm sure 
Uh, I was uh, a bit of an asshole because I went to go back in. I left the company Halligan. They told me to leave it before we went into the high voltage. And when we got to lobby, I changed my tank and everything. Went through like five tanks. And I said, I got to get it. The captain's going to be pissed at me. <laughs> this, this tool. I mean, that's, that's how you were brought in, right? I mean, yeah, everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. The company they don't come out without your tool, years, man. It's like Yui Halligan, he himself brought it over. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's like, I don't. I'm going, I'm literally going in the solo. And the senior man grabbed me by my back of that man. I go, kid, what are you doing? Have you lost your mind? You're not going down there. You're not going anywhere. So, and um, in a sense, I'm, I'm really glad they caught me. Yeah. <clears throat> how so, far do you think you were away from the seat of the fire, from, from how far you made it in? We were right there. The fire, what was burning, was one billion, one billion feet of PVC. It's the coating that they have on the cables. So it's encased inside piping that runs vertical all the way up the building. All right. the way up, and it's filled with this. So you have the heat, you have the fuel, you have the oxygen, but it's encased inside the piping so you can't get to it right so the whole building is just burning away as you can see in those photographs it's just burning and pushing and pushing and it's the worst smoke i mean i've limited time on the job you know but i know i said whoa this is like razor blades in your throat this is on like you know I, i'm just a three truck guy at the time we had, we had firefighters who worked in the Bronx, all over Manhattan. They came in. They've been to the mountaintop. And they're like, oh, my God, what is this? What is this? You know, that picture right there, Dan, not to interrupt you, but when I see that picture, I've, I mean, I've seen this picture. Everybody, in, you know, if you've been on the job, you've seen this picture about this fire. Is the straight line on the smoke, right? There's not – I oh, mean, yeah. the, smoke, the smoke down below, but all those windows – on, on that exposure side there, there's nothing coming. There's nothing anywhere. But that straight line of smoke and, and what it looks like just around the corner is, like, incredible, right? I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. chunky and nasty. Look at that. It's coming out velvet. Even there, it's straight, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like cotton. You know? And it's it does crappy. look like a, you're, you're right, Danny, in that it does look like a fortress. I've been in that building for some shoots, <clears throat> and it really is like a fortress, you know? A it's fortress. Unbelievable. And then we're, they're searching for those employees upstairs. And, of course, it turns out they're in a pub three blocks away. Come on. It's, so six truck was up there, all the companies. So the alarms keep going and going and going. And uh, we're in there, and um, they sent in the – I guess it's going on for about eight, nine hours now. And everybody's getting their ass kicked. Everybody's laying all over the street. We're on all fours, people gasping, people trying to suck air in, people leaning against buildings all through the neighborhood. There's literally hundreds of us there now. So I guess about nine hours into it, um, they said, all right, we're going to give it a big push this time. And they went in, and the battalion chief and his aide got trapped in the building. 
And Rescue Company 3 have been monitoring this all night on the radio. So when they responded, they pull up out front. Now we have the fire commissioner slash chief of department, O'Higgins there. And this guy is trapped, him in the aid. So he tells uh, chief of department, Augustus Beekman, get a lieutenant and a firefighter from a rescue company and see if you can get him. So he selects uh, Lieutenant Mike Maloney from Rescue 3, and Lieutenant Maloney selects Eddie Guile to go in and try to find these two guys because the whole building's evacuated now. We're all out. So they follow a line in the front, and at the end of the line, they had a guy from Rescue Company 2 was manning the line by himself. Turns out it was this guy, Pete Bondi. Pete Bondi. <laughs> they tell him, hey, chief wants to see you. You know, they give him some bullshit to get him out. And uh, they find the chief and his aide crouched by a window. So they call for the bucket of 35 truck. They bring up and they put the chief and his aide in the bucket. Now there's five firefighters in that bucket and it's overweight. So Lieutenant Maloney, they call Iron Mike, Iron Mike Maloney says, all right, we got to go back out through the staircase. Bucket pulls out. They start back down the interior staircase. As they're going down, another tower ladder opens up its line, goes through the window, hits firefighter guy on the side of his head, sends him tumbling, ass over, boom, down the staircase he goes, and he's unconscious. Oh, holy shit. <clears throat> that mess. So here's Iron Mike. No air left. Starts pulling him and dragging him unconscious until they he hit an exit where everybody surrounding it could identify these silhouettes coming out of the smoke. And they took him and uh, rushed him off to Bellevue unconscious. He woke up a day or two later, not even knowing where he was. And um, a little add-on to... Uh, Lieutenant Maloney, I am Mike Maloney. He never went sick from um, from the job. And about a week or so later, he goes back to work at Rescue 3. They get a job at a taxpayer at a strip mall, uh, a typical job, high heat. They go back out to the sidewalk, and he drops to his knees. So they rush him over to the hospital, and um, and he dies. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he was 46 years old. Really? I never heard that story. And they open him up on his autopsy, and they find that the hydrogen chloride, which was one of the many, many chemicals being given off here, has just eaten away the inside of his pleural sac of his lungs. Holy shit. So he doesn't go as... 
line of duty from the firefighter goes line of duty from the taxpayer. And he never got recognition for this. To me, this is the criteria of a Bennett medal. <clears throat> Not only did he save a chief and his aide, he saved a fellow firefighter twice. No I mean, right. this is incomprehensible and then dies eight days later. And clearly identifies what, uh, what, what he was. So here we are. Everybody's out again. It's a friend of mine told me years later, he was in 36 engine. And that was on 121st Street in Harlem before they disbanded it. And they're listening to this thing all night. And they say, 36 engine, respawn. Right. At one time, we have 35 engines and 19 ladders, all heavy rescues, all operating simultaneously. And 36 engines going, oh, you know, what are we going to East Village for? We're a top 25 company. We're a Harlem company. Won't they come up here and give you know, all the bullshit? So they go, and within one hour, the officer and all five firefighters are laying on the street. <laughs> this was an ass kicker of all ass kickers. 239 guys. In an era when going nobody to, tapped out, right? Nobody tapped out. They frowned on it. No way, dude. You know, they would call the lieutenant in and call your captain to division. Explain it was you just didn't go. So, 239 out of the 699 where they had tapped out in the street, in the street. So, it just it, it turns into this, and then safety division identifies a moving crack on the east wall. It's an 11-story building. So they want to evacuate all the tenements that are next to us. And But nobody wants to go because if they go, they're fearful they're going to get ripped off. The junkies are going to get in the apartment and rip them off. Finally, it got so bad, they started running from the buildings, holding towels to their mouth, barefoot, and a particular concern to us was like babies and toddlers and those whose respiratory tract is not fully developed because this is some nasty, nasty, nasty stuff. So everybody's tapped out on the street. They have the medical vans there and they say, listen, all the hospitals here are filled. Oh, if you, where do you live? They go, oh, you live in Rockaway Beach. Here's your local hospital. This is where you go. But in the interim, all the phones start to go out, block by block by block by block. Now, the 911 system falls down. No shit. It's silent. So 300 square blocks, 170,000 residential phones. 300 square blocks. Wow. 500 businesses out of service. And this is pre-email where everything was contingent upon you communicating with your suppliers via telephone. Mm -hmm. This is 85. And we had all the housing projects. We had a ton of, we, we had everything. We had Stytown, Peter Cooper Village, uh, wow. Reese, uh, Reese Projects, uh, all the NYPD precincts, uh, all of our companies in the first division, Part of the third division, it's no communication. Everything's gone. Everything's gone. So um, the phone company 
starts pulling in employees from all over the country. They eventually brought in the Communication Workers of America, 5,000 people to stand by to begin bringing back phone service and go into this smoldering, toxic heap. This is the phone companies mm. calling it the miracle on 2nd Avenue. They're going to get the phone service back in five weeks. We call it the Mount St. Helena's on East 13th Street. <clears throat> yep. This is, it's, so they dangle the overtime in front of all these folks. They do 12-hour shifts. Go they went in there. When they came back out, you could not identify their ethnicity. Mm. They were covered in this black, toxic, sort film that just completely covered it. I don't know whether you have photographs of that. I, uh, it, it was just horrific. So that this is days after you're saying that there was days just like after, more of yeah. a light. It was like a light smoke condition, so most people were going in there without. Oh uh, well, it it took 17 hours before under control. I was control. just going to say that 17 hours to get under control, mm. and they had workers in there. They had a plan to get the phone lines back in service in two. They wanted it in two weeks, but they were pushing for three. You know, three. They wanted three weeks. They were pushing for two weeks, and they were getting equipment and stuff from all over the country. Like there was yeah. coming from Illinois that was supposed to go to Boston. Yeah. They redirected to New York, and uh, they were hell bent yeah. on getting the system back online. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, Danny. Like, how many? And I know a lot of the guys on our job, you know, uh, suffered from the effects of this. How many of these telephone workers or? residents from around the, that area suffered from the same types of cancers. The impact has to be the same as us. You know, at least we had some SCBAs. These guys went in in overalls. Yep. They didn't even have, you know, a mask, medical mask. And they were just COVID. It just, you know, and then the smell, are, um, um, one of the, the guys' wives from Rescue One was saying, the smell on my husband's body, the smell on his flesh wouldn't leave for days, shower after shower after shower. It was just embedded in all of us. That's all we want to do was scrub it out, scrub it out. So if you go there today, right, you go there tomorrow, you go to the North Wall, you look at the North Wall, after 40 something years of New York winters and hurricanes and everything else, and it's still charred. Still Above the windows yeah. are still charred all the way up the North Wall. 40 something hmm. years. Imagine if that's ingested into you. No. If this, you took a feed of this. So let's, this, let's talk about the numbers, Danny. How many, how many guys uh, were affected? as far as cancer-wise, who, who wound up getting sick? after How many guys were there, and how many guys wound up getting sick? This is the great unknown. This is a fire department disaster. Within several months of this, within a year, one of the guys in my house who had the roof that night, wonderful athletic guy, he played on the football team. What? Party has this... What cancer? Some kind of crazy cancer? What? Oh, he's dead shortly thereafter. Lake Juan Concomo, really? a couple of beautiful daughters. What? Oh, 
Then the phone, oh, you hear so-and-so in 14 engine? That guy, the guy with the Irish mouth, he's got cancer too. The guy from 7 Truck, what is the, well, it starts, the phones, or every time the phone rings now, it's, guess who died? Right. Guess who died? Guess who has cancer? It was happening that fast. Out of cancer. Wait, but before, no, wait, before that though, right, Danny? Guys were getting flu-like symptoms, right? Yes. Like a couple of weeks after that, guys yep. thought they had the flu because it was, it was February. It was New York, so a lot yes. of guys were getting sick, and they Coves. all thought they were having the flu, right? Coves right on. This is new to us. This is a new ball game. Where you're right on. This was. I mean, how many forever we're fighting wood, cotton, these materials. Now we're up against these carcinogenic. Uh, cancer-causing agents, all these various plastics and everything, completely unknown to us. I, I have here um, a, a short quote from who became uh, John Hard, who became chief of the department. This is after the phone fire and, of course, pre-9-11, right, pre-9-11. As it relates to injuries, duration, and damage, it was the worst fire in the department's modern history. If we had to fight the telephone fire today, we go about it much more cautiously. And if it was demonstrated that the smoke was hazardous to the firefighters, I would hold them out of the building. So instead of having hundreds and hundreds of us in there, and this cancer is becoming all over, right? And so we start knocking on the city hall door. We, we start knocking on the hierarchy door. This guy, this guy, this guy. And those guardian angels who work in the uh, Bureau of Health Services are saying, look at this. Look at this. In the first 10, 15 years, we got 18 guys dead and their average age is 44.9. Wow. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And nobody's answering the door. City Hall doesn't want to know anything. Do you know how many hundreds of fire? If they put a couple of hundred of us out, line of duty, they'd have to bring in a couple of academy classes with hundreds of fire. They don't have the money. It becomes a money deal. Always does. We, all they did for us, they took our folders to 699 of us, and they took a stamp of a red star. And they stamped every one of our folders. That meant that you were at that job? Yes, exactly. So you got a red stamp, that means you were at that job. And yes. That's, that's what they so, did for you. They, this is our medical monitoring. It's a, a red, so all the folks, even the light duty folks who are working down the medical bureau, start calling this the red star of death. <clears throat> Everybody who has one of these, they're like, Oh my God, he's 42, he's 49, he's 54. They've done no epidemiology studies, nothing, zero, zero. Uh, it's just in, uh, on the 40th anniversary, Commissioner Nigro, who worked that night, he was in 21 engine, he got relocated to five engine, which is a block away. So all night, the whole community's calling up. Uh, so he's responding all over. He's like a new guy like I am. So he's running with the lieutenant and he hopes to take in the big one. 
And he's like, hey, Lou, Lou, let's uh, take this in. And the old-time lieutenant goes, maybe not this one, kid. Mm. He mm. knew. He knew. So on the 40th anniversary of Commissioner Nigro, we had a get-together at Nine Metro Department headquarters. I watched that, I watched that too, yeah. It was, uh, it was no. nice to commemorate it. You, you yeah, know what? Yeah, then. Since then, I've had this passion. I don't know why. I was probably like junior man there. And we should have something, something. A lot of, a couple of very brave people from the medical bureau within 72 hours of 9-11 demanded to see the mayor and the chief of staff. They demanded. And they said, do you remember the telephone company fired? And they were like, we do. Yeah, my office, all the phone. We couldn't get no phone. He says, we cannot make the same mistake twice. We need a gold standard of medical monitoring for our 9-11 responders. Right. And the administration agreed. And out of that became today's 9-11 healthcare. Yep. I so, mean, I go, I go, Louis goes, and... You know, unfortunately, it took all these guys dying from that fire to yes. open these guys' eyes and say, holy shit, man, we got we to take care of these guys, you know? But there's nothing about it. There's nothing. I and the communication workers and everything, no, we want, we want a plaque. We want a simple plaque on the building or a plaque at the Rock, at the Academy. Or what I wrote letters about is we have street signs all over the city. Mm -hmm. Many of them honoring 9-11 uh, folks. Uh, uh, they're, they're all, yeah, like, for instance, I live on 91st and 2nd, where I'm talking from now. Downstairs on below East 91st Street, it's Jimmy Cagney Place. Okay? And a couple of blocks away is King Gustav of Norway Place. You know, it's they're all throughout the city. I would, we... Why like wouldn't the job do that? Why can't I mean, we get that done? Fire, Why wouldn't the fire, do firefighters way, or a plaque, or even I wrote them about a ribbon to give a department no, no citations were issued, no unit citations, no medals of valor, nothing. Listen, we have a wall at headquarters for, and rightfully so, for the guys from 9/11 who are dying. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, after from cancer. Right. We're losing guys all the time. Right. This is me and Coobs. You know, we get a, a text every week or every month exactly. of a guy we know that. So how is it that that job where you lost so, and it's 
it's confirmed. It's not like it's we're making stuff up here. This was confirmed. Guys started dying. Like, like I didn't know it was even that fast. It's even more of a fast, you know, beacon. That how, how are you guys? How do they don't have a placket at down at the forty six headquarters for that? I did not have well, forty six years look, later. Look, I wouldn't even have thought that that was even a thought. If if you took that feed from there and it stores itself, those cancer causing carcinogens store themselves in your cell. It could be X amount of years. Right, I got it. Same thing with the trade center. Could right. be different. P right. could be two mm -hmm. years. You could be twelve years. Right. Who, you know, your system it's is your makeup, blood right. generating organs. Exactly. Uh, this is where all come. And all the debts from the foam fire, no less noble than any other I agree. line of duty. This is the FDNY, for Christ's sake. We need a sign, a plaque, a ribbon, something to note the valor. Yeah, that these firefighters did so I think, many uh, years I think ago. our audience should start calling down at headquarters and say, where's the plaque for the, for the mm. guys for the telephone fire company? Fair I enough. think that's what you should do. I mean, it's, been, it's not, it's not been, five guys. It, not that that would take away from anything, but it's... Danny, do we have a rough estimate on how many guys have died from cancer? That they they won't suspect? tell... This is a down in the safe in the... Oh, you know, I mean, this is... That's now where no, the... No, no epidemia. No I mean, if you, had a, if you had a guess, guys that you just got from guys, Hundreds. Hundreds. There you go. Hundreds. That's it. Hundreds. It's that Hundreds. simple. Hundreds. Yeah. If you were to say the normal lifespan or whatever and take the phone fire responders and cross it, hundreds. Right. I could I could understand. I could get if a guy was at the fire when he was 50 and he dies at 85 of cancer, it could be from there. I could I could you could sell me on it that, you know, the guy was 85. He lived a good life. You know what I mean? I'll sign the papers right now for 85. Yeah. But if a guy was 43 and he died at 44 from a cancer and, and you've got a lot of guys that, that's a little 54, bit different. Right, whatever. Right, right, right. no doubt. The, the, the cancer, the leukemia, the interstitial fibrosis, the, uh, I mean, it just, uh, a mess, a mess cancer wasn't carcinogens akin to 9-11. We are akin to 9-11. A lot of old timers and vets call the fire to New York telephone exchange the first 9-11. Yeah, Nothing no equals 9-11, of course. That's, uh, you know, it's all sacred. But this, Jesus but, Christ. Listen, you're talking about hundreds of guys who've died as a result of doing their job, you know, in the line of duty. Yeah, yeah man. That's absolutely, that's huge. That's a lot you, of guys. You were saying a couple of months later, oh, I got the flu. Oh, I got this. Yeah, Why do I feel like this? <clears throat> it's starting. Yeah. It's starting. Danny, you got you got cancer yourself, didn't you? From yeah, I was um, diagnosed with leukemia. Um, I um, when they everybody's like, Danny, guess who's I guess who it was. It's unbelievable. I don't want to pick up the phone anymore. I know. So I read this article by like Dr. Linus Pauling and somebody that mega doses of vitamin E can ward off cancer. So religiously. Every day. You're pouring vitamin E all over your body. Why was that on the Danny's taking vitamin E baths. I'm going to be doing tomorrow. <laughs> I was eating this like bonnets. My wife like said, like, how come Amazon just dropped off seven tubs of vitamin E? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you know, to make sure that it was related to um, 
I went, I was living in San Diego at the time, and I went to the UCLA uh, School of Occupational and Environmental Medicine, which is like a global standard thing, and they did comprehensive everything. And they wrote to a degree, reasonable degree of medical certainty, Mr. Noonan's leukemia and lung disease is a result, and they list all these chemicals from the New York Telephone Company fire and the smoke, they, they really went to town on it. And then I went to Mount Sinai School of Occupational Medicine, and they were of the same opinion. So I wanted to make it abundantly, you know, that, yes, here's the connection. So now you're doing a great job. I mean, initially, that's how I found you. I mean, uh, you know, I think you were doing a great job. I talked to Coops like it wasn't no, not even a thought that we had to have you on the show just because, uh, obviously, your history and the fact that you do a lot and you're getting the word out, you know, for exactly what. And that's what we want to do. Is we want yeah, to get the word out. Gary, you guys are right. Gary Schmitz in the chat says that the, the city should be paying for your vitamin E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My Guinness. Yeah. You know what's uh it, like every time my wife my, my wife reads <laughs> in the paper, oh, this guy just died of 9-11 cancer. I can see it in her face, Danny, that she's because me and Louis spent I was there. I don't know, maybe the first uh, five minutes after the second tower came wow. down. Wow. So I, I could see it in her face, bro, that she looks at me like, yeah, almost like, when's it your turn? You know, when's it going to happen for you? You know, because yeah. it, that, I, it's. I know this is not the same thing, but my wife went, ran away from the buildings because she was there when the second one was coming down and she was covered in that. Yep. Soot. Dust. And every time we talk about this, it's in the back of my head, too. And you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I mean, you don't have to say it, right? And she, she doesn't have to say it every time she reads it. I just like, I try to not even, no. you know, no. but it, it's a reality. And, no. uh, and like you said, that's a lot of guys, man. A couple of, one guy's enough. A couple yeah. of hundred guys is, well, is way too much, well, man. This, this is us thinking this. We're knocking at the door, but nobody's answering. We should be doing a better job than that. I don't, I don't, and the fire department does generally do a better job than that. You know, if, we're the FDNY. Well, you know, this uh, our history. We have to know our history. We can't sweep it under the rug. Can't forget the history. You can't, you can't, you can't I mean, do it. Do you think it should maybe? be something to kind of the rock? You know, to, or get a, get me or one of the numerous guys who are still. And say, hey, Probies, this is ba 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 ba. You know, learn from our history. Danny, is that? I'm oh, sorry, I'm sorry, Louis. I just thought, like, for for one second, <sighs> do you think, by any chance, it's because of your era, the type of men that you were with, that you know, the strong, silent type, like you said, 239 guys tapped out in an era that no one would ever tap. No. Think the thing even think to tap out. Do you think that perhaps? It's because of that time that guys kind of took it on the chin quietly that that's why that you haven't gotten this recognition? Um, yes, yes. It kind of came with uh, real tough guys. We said, you know, Korea, non-vets, you know, they, uh, it's like, you know, it's rock and roll. Let's go. This is what we do. We're FDNY. Yeah, We're what we firefighters, do. you know, yeah, and yeah. it's our disposition, our attitude. Like you know, we will die if we have to, that kind of a thing, right? But why should you, if you know, from stuff that's preventable is, I guess, what, what the point that you're making, right? Preventable, it's preventable. You know, we we that's why medical monitoring is so important. 
you got to do it. This is what I'm such a strong advocate for with this firefighters against cancer exposure. I mean, we, we got it's a new day, a new ball game. We got all this. We got to get checked. And, you know, I got my button and everything. Get checked now. We got to do it. You have an obligation, not only to your brothers and sisters on the job, but, you know, your family, your family first, those around you. Get checked because it starts small, right? It starts small and then it grows. It grows before, you know, stage three, stage four. You want an early detection is the cure. Danny, you want to ask you quick, do you have anybody who's from that job that is is around that's, you know, helping you do what you're doing? Or you kind of yeah, got the whole ball of white? Yeah, man, these guys... <clears throat> You know, want want to do their happy hour and everything, but they're all for it. They're all, you know, anything they could do vocally or whatever, they're in. You know, they're they they're, they're in. Those of us who are still still around, it's very much so. But it was really a disgrace. In '99, I went to Nine Metro when Von Essen was commissioner, and we worked the same battalion in the South Bronx, and. I went in without an appointment. They go, you crazy to see a commissioner without? I said, no, tell him who I am, tell him I work with him. And he saw me. And I said, we need a survey. We need a survey. We need to take care of these folks. And he agreed. I mean, to Von Essen's credit, he agreed. But he took one guy, one guy who worked in hazmat who was studying for his master's in health services and said, all right, this is your project. Oh my, one guy, and they sent out these questionnaires only to the 239 who tapped out. And there would have been a great more if guys weren't going on vacation, if they weren't going on three days off, because you got to go to medical office. There would have been 500 tap outs on the street. And uh, Vanessa, he sent it, but half the guys didn't get them. And then the word got out, you can't trust the city. It's all a ploy to, so they, there was nothing legit. And then 9-11 came and I said, make this 344 on your agenda. You know, but he, he did try. But I said, 14,000 people on the on the department. You, one guy, you know, I mean, um, come on. Who is the guy? We might know. From Hazmat? No names. <laughs> well, I'll tell you his name if you want. I don't know. Yeah, throw it out there. i tell you his name. Uh, Conley, Ed Conley, Ed Conley, Eddie Conley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that's what he came up with. But um, one question I, I, that's uh, coming in from the chat is from MC's audio, and he's asking if uh, if you guys have considered doing a petition uh, ever, you know, to to get this out there to for the for the name street name or the building plaque or anything like that. We 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 need getting salty. It's what we need, you know. We, uh, we amen, brother. Listen, we're do, I just yeah. said we're doing a show down at the Rock coming up soon. I think the chief of department, Chief Richardson, is going to be down there, so we might just whisper something in his ear, and maybe we can get something yeah. done here. You know, at we're least a, at least a plaque, you know, <clears throat> something. Something to you got to remember these folks. Yeah. Something and the Red Star, you know. That's we, our best thing. That's really our best thing that we do is we always remember. You know, we always yeah. you can't preach it. 
and not do it, right? You can't nope. keep saying never nope. forget. And, uh, right. we're, well, we're on it now, Danny. We're on it. Yes, guys are on it. The hierarchy told us nobody died at that fire, but that's a misnomer. All right, guys, really, really close. Knows, they know that the guys. Yeah, that's all. Fun. Anybody you talk to knows that guys are getting sick and dying from that job. Everybody. So, well, you know, and then city hall said, you know, um, there's a lot of smoke. It could have been secondhand smoke. Well, it could have been. You know, I mean, listen. Smoked it. I said secondhand smoke. Secondhand this smoke. Is, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Could have been a hundred yeah. tons of PVC. You know. Uh, a billion feet of this—it's—it's uh, it's bullshit. So anyway, I—I I want to. Uh, well, let's, now let's do I'm this, Dan. Now, now well, let, let's mission. do this, Dan. I'm We're on gonna... a mission to get a plaque. That's what I'm on a mission for, right? Danny, now. let's let's Too go through. Bro. Let's go through the rest of your career. You obviously okay. worked in 31 truck. Uh, you know, probably didn't see much fire there. And then uh, <laughs> truck. so let's go through that. I'm sure we'll circle back around. We'll talk a little bit Look more at about this, this. man. Oh, right? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before oh. he gets the 31 truck, be, be, you know, for his, for, uh, he gets rewarded for the uh, telephone company fire. Right? How much longer you come back and you get a pink slip that you're uh, laid off? Oh, it was February 27th and oh. June 30th. I got my pink slip. <laughs> Thank you, service. Take care, yeah. Danny. Have a, little, have a little lung issue and uh, make yeah, sure you yeah. throw up in the uh, toilet. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Enjoy your black lung. Thank you very much. You, yes, yes, you, son of yes. a on your way, lad. On your way. You know, I, for me, end up with nine hundred something of us out, and I was out like a year and a half. And uh, you know, I was a single guy. So I was bartending in the Hamptons in the summer. I go to Southern California in the winter. You know, so it was like, all right. Oh, so you're, you're really, you're really suffering during that. <laughs> oh, suffering, suffering. You know, Danny, this is not going to help for the plaque. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, but the other, the other guys, boy, they were just at the age where, honey, let's go, buy the, honey, let's have the second kid. You know, let's. So the city of New York says, all right, we'll take care. They made them bus drivers. Driving a city bus. And of course, you can imagine they had the best routes. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Guys that they laid off from the job, they gave jobs as tr city bus drivers? Yes, sir. Yes. I never heard that before. Yeah. What? That's nuts. No, so you go from fight fires to become Ralph Cramden all of a sudden. I brought the worst routes in the city on the worst hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, these guys were. Uh, they had a standard answer. They go, you know, uh, all the tourists. We go. Uh, does the crosstown bus go uptown? You know, all that. They were like, uh, uh, yeah, next bus, next yeah. bus. That was the standard answer. Yeah. Next bus. Hey, here's the good news. You're not going to be a fireman anymore. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but no. there's the bad news. The good news is. <laughs> We gave you a route in Harlem at 3 a.m. So yeah, how about exactly. that? That's just what happened. I probably it does. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just what happened. It's, holy, it's, that's I never heard great. that. No, I never heard that either. Yeah. Oh, holy yeah. shit. No, it was standard. Yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Wow. You know, there was a thing where they saw, a guy was driving the bus and he saw Hagen, which is the commissioner, going to work and he tried to cut him off. <laughs> he went <laughs> to bus. Tried to ram a bus into him. Yes, yes. Can you imagine firemen driving buses? <laughs> oh, pissed off firemen, too. Yeah, guys who got laid off. Yeah. Oh, my God. Pissed yeah. off. He got four years on the job, five years. It'd be, it'd be something like this. You ready to be something like this? Oh, is it? Hold on. Does this bus go to Third Avenue? Well, how the fuck do I know? <laughs> I got to get up on the 25th Street. Hold on, there's a job coming in. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. They got to buff the job. Oh, yeah. uh, Classic. Hey, jo- don't keep playing that because Johnny Walters is in the chat. He no, I, that's why I'm playing it. <laughs> that was for Johnny Pegleg Walters. Give me another one, bro. Give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, we love you, bro. So, so- how did you go to the busiest place? Did you call the fixer? Like, how did you get over to uh, 31 truck? Uh, my captain in three truck was a lieutenant with Bob Farrell in um, two, four truck. Four truck when Bob got his medal there. And they knew when they said, I got a guy here. 31 was a hard truck where they did a lot of federal money. It could be rehired. And he goes, I, I got a guy here who likes to go to fires. So, well. Uh, yeah, they got me up there, and um, it was... Who was, um, was that little guy he's standing next to? Who was that? That guy is Danny Ganey. If you notice his turnout coat, the bottom of it... It's burned off. <laughs> you see the bottom of it? Oh, back oh, in yeah. the day, he would take that to a tail and would have it sewn up way above his knees because when you made the flat, when you were crawling along... If your turnout coat was too long, right. your knees would be pulling on the interior of your really? coat. Look at that. So they would tailor it and just cut it like that so you can make a quick Now that, that, that helmet is so salty. Is he a 31 truck guy? I can't even yeah, read Yeah, yeah, he's the man. Yeah, he is, uh, yeah, yeah it barely, you could barely see it there. Wow. This has got to be one of the most American freaking photos I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. When I say, I'm going to... I'm gonna actually show this to everybody on the Fourth of July, man. This what is job what was this at, Danny? You remember after the job, or they blend into one another? It's, yeah, um, no, I'm sure. Look yeah, at the you go to that many jobs, they start yeah. running into each other. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy right here, oh, man. <laughs> dude. Nothing says firefighter. See this now. This is the most and the firefighter. Con Ed, the Con Ed gloves or whatever you got. Sorry. There. There we go. There it is. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. What a guy. badass! Holy Transit shit! Clubs. Yeah. You still talk to Bobby Farrell? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, when we go uh, for our Christmas parties, 
Yeah, tell him to get his ass on this show already, will you? Oh, he's, he's, the, he's the gay. He's the man. Know. You know, he's uh, he's writing a book now. We're trying to get him on the show. Uh, absolutely legendary. Uh, absolutely remarkable. Great to right. for. So, so you got there, the 31 truck. After you get laid off, you come back, you go to 31 truck. You know, one of the, probably maybe the busiest truck in the city at the time, in the Bronx. Right? Did you? Right. Did you work with Dennis Smith or he was gone by the time? Oh, uh, he was slightly in front of me. Everybody knew him. I worked with everybody who worked with him. He was an order or two in front of me when he uh, transferred out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I know him through the years. I, I know him, Salo, uh, uh, BS, you know, mm. everything. It's, uh, so, the other companies were in there too. 85 was there at that time? Or? No. no uh, were- 85 was out. They moved to their own quarters. With fifty nine truck. Um, oh, that's right. That was early. Yeah, that was early. Yeah, that was early. What about that uh, T? What is it? TFU? T, TSU? Oh uh, yeah, I was gone before my time. Yeah. Well, so, wow. But you guys were still going to a shit ton of work there in the Bronx, right? You know, uh, guys would come in in the morning and they go, oh, you "Guys, catch any uh, work last night?" I, well, oh, 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 yeah, we caught that second alarm after dinner, oh, and then we had an all hands, and then we. Then we had another, oh, uh, hold on, let me go to the book. You'd have to go <laughs> to the book <laughs> to remember how many jobs, uh, how many, uh, how many, uh, you know. So, but crazy the time. crazy thing is you couldn't wait to get to work. Yeah, man. That's that was great. Bad. Great guys we worked with. <clears throat> and that's why you deserve better with at least a freaking plaque because – you guys no. didn't ask for the kudos, but you we're getting it. Anyway. Look at it right here. We're getting that plaque. Uh, and, you know, maybe we we could even start with a change.org petition, or we could just go to the top, right, Kev? Like you said, go right. How to many the How many years did you do that, Danny? Oh, four years. And um, my problem was travel. I had an apartment, single guy living on the east side, you know, and um, I had to take the train up. And the train going there wasn't too bad, but coming off a day tour, we'd always catch a job at 5.30 or something. So yeah, so it was 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock or something. And whoever had the meal would drive me the seven, eight blocks to the L. And I go up, and I'm like, holy Jesus, here I am uh, solo in the South Bronx. Uh, and I got to go down to a home, Spanish home, everything. So it got a little hairy, and the... The graffiti was so much <laughs> that you couldn't see out the window as to what station you were pulling. Oh my God. Thing, everything was tagged or, oh, I'm sorry, I should say urban art. Yes, yeah, art. <laughs> artist. Oh, it's urban art, yeah. So I, you know, there was some close calls. So what I did was I took my department shoes, my dress department shoes, in class A, and in my civilian clothes, right? I put my department shoes on. And so when the Crips come through and everything, they look at me and go, evening officer, <laughs> thinking that um, a decoy, I'm a decoy ready to uh, ready for them to take the fall. And so they, <laughs> they would leave me alone. <laughs> with my department shoes, you know, <laughs> uh, waiting to get back to 86th Street. And, Guys would tell me, get a piece, carry a gun. I'm like, nah. Get a car. 
at the subway vigilante. You know, I said, no, that's buy a pinto or something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pesa. How about a pesa? Yeah, so you had a yeah. Of it was. Uh, it was uh, I used to call it the uh, coming to work. The uh, 880 Intervale Avenue Shuffle Relay. Uh, we get off the L at Freeman Street, about seven blocks from Quarters, and just, whoa, away I go. Just, all right, Noonan, come on, come on, come on. You know, it's uh, neighborhood was not the best. No. So where'd you go? You went to Nine Truck? Was that yeah, great, great Nine Truck? Fabulous. On Great Jones Street in the Bowery. Some we, firehouse there, huh, man? Oh, 33 engine. I, I don't know if you have a photograph of that, but a real classic. I think you do, Pete. You have a picture of the firehouse, 33 and 9? I sure do. Stand no, that's where I meant. Um, that's, that's where Bob Morocco was. There we go. Yes. That's an old firehouse, too, right, uh, Danny? 1905. Oh, yeah. What's and, that? 1905. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful firehouse. You got to do a uh, spotlight on. I think the thing is. Yeah, amazing. no, I want to do that. I want to definitely go there. Look at the yeah. uh, look at the, look at all this work. Wow, you know, I mean, you come out there, be architectural students out there doing it, and we had everything in there. We had um, well, we just had the engine and truck, thirty-three and nine, and then we had on the top floor we had a basketball court. Wow, and then we had a handball court. And then we had go-karts on the roof there. Wow. Go-karts. We had right by the bowling alley. <laughs> and uh, summertime, we'd have the Ferris wheel going in there. <laughs> nice. hey, where's that picture of him from Nine Truck? That was the, Nine. the best oh, mustache. Yeah, sure. yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, he's, oh. Ah. he is. It's an hour and 25 minutes in, and he's still, and he's still on his game. I can't. I don't know. Good for I think you. he was waiting. Like Good for you. Wow. Look at this. So how much? Were you Did married you at this mean, picture? How much turkey were you getting okay. back in the day? Um, let's see. Um, it looks like Fabio Fabio with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got the hair it's, like blowing back. In his head, the you know. hair is like blowing in the wind or something. Yeah. Oh, what is that going on there? It's uh, George Kelly, the captain of 28 Engine. And Jerry O'Shea, the legendary nozzle man from 28 Engines. Jerry O'Shea, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, it was a pier fire on the west side. And, Look at uh, that head. What are you, like standing on a box or something? What's going on? <laughs> People always ask, what the hell? How come you weren't fighting the fire? Those pier fires are done, you know. I like that mustache there, bro. Oh, that's man. fucking ca- Oh, did I say mustache? Oh my hey, God. you did. Oh. Well, Man. How long How long did you do that, Danny? Oh, four years. Yeah. Four years, yeah. yeah we wrapped it up. Yeah. yeah, wrapped up. Great place to work in. Again, diversity in work. Oh, one run. Well, the Bowery was the Bowery back then. You know, it was a, a CBGB's crowd and the Bowery just scales. Skel, skid Row. Skid Row killed. And so you had all the running through there, and you had the old-time lofts. And then you had um, same thing, Avenue A, B, C, and D all through there. So we ran in a lot with uh, 11 truck, you know, 28 engine. We were all over the place. 11 truck was doing some work back then. Oh, you know. There was and a shit ton of work. I, I think they never got the recognition they deserved because they were always up there one and two or whatever, and people go, where's 11 truck? Yeah, man. You know, that's East one of those Second Street and Avenue B. You know? Yeah. 
It's one of those sleeper places that caught yeah. a shit ton of work back then, man. Shit ton. Same thing you were saying before, the rear tenements. Uh, man, work, work, work. It was a shit home. Oh, it was man. a shit hole in the 80s when I, I used to, I told you, I, my uncle had a place on Avenue A in, I don't know, 12th or 13th, the glass place. I used to work there in the summer. Oh, shit. I forgot about it that. It was a shit hole. I yeah. mean, and that was in the was, 80s. My old man was in 17 engine, which is not too, not wow. too long, yeah. yeah. 17 before it got disbanded. I, you uh, yeah, I went through the layoffs and the rehire and everything uh, together with this guy, Marty Selleck, and Unfortunately, he was killed at a terrible job. Yep. Uh, I think Avenue B or C it was. And uh, they're up there, a top floor job, and they lit it up underneath them, three floors underneath them. And they couldn't make their way back to the tower ladder. And uh, the chauffeur couldn't see, and he got caught and came down the five stories and lost his life. Terrible, terrible fire. Arson fire. Um, and of course, the son of a bitch gets like three years, and that's it. You know, it's uh, uh, just horrific. Sucks. John, you know what really amazes me, Danny, that we we talk about. Yeah, you know, you're talking about Marty Sellers right now. You're talking about the job that you had the telephone fire. You know, and how uh, scared. You know, you know, you think you, you you might not make it back, but the amazing part is that we still love it. It doesn't matter how you know you shake that off, right, Ruff? And uh, you can't wait to get back to work, which is the amazing part of it, you know. Really, truly, you know, it's uh, dedication, the call, you know. It's uh, even I, I found that so in California where, where when I moved to California, you know, it's uh, I end up being uh, instructing at Miramar College out there. Which, if you told me I was going to get out of the job and be a college instructor, I would have told you I had a better chance of being the Prince of Wales. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was a saloon owner and, uh, you know. Oh, we got to talk about that. That's right. We got to talk about that. And, uh, what, were you doing? what year did you go to California? 90. 1990, you go to California to do what? You go to San Diego, 91, right? yeah. And um, the city was just overwhelming. I had two daughters and Living in Bell Harbor, and I was listening to my friends like, how are you going to get the kids to school? All right, I'll pick them up Tuesday. Uh, hey, Pete, can you get them Thursday afternoon? Lou, are you free Friday morning? You know, because subways were, forget about it, you know. And so I said, well, my I, when I was laid off, I went off through Southern California. And I said, this is beautiful, beautiful. Uh, landed free, great schools, great weather, great everything. And and there was also two other firefighters out there who didn't know one another, who were at the phone company fire, who knew me, who said, Danny, I moved out here because of the weather. I came through here when I was in the Navy. Since the phone job, my lungs with the fibrosis, and I, this is where I'm living, two independent guys. So I said, makes sense, you know. The weather's so, great out there. It's yeah, it's beautiful. It's the the humidity is the thing that'll probably bother your lungs, right? I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. know, it's when you're Pollution. looking at all the bikinis on the beach, you Ooh. know, it's uh, my oh my <laughs> oh my. Well, yeah. let's, speaking of bikinis, how, how are you doing? When uh, so, what was the story? You you started a bar, obviously uh, one of the most popular bars in the city at the time, right? Yeah, we ended up with half the job working for us. And we'd uh, take the rest of the show for me. The name uh, was, uh, yeah, myself, uh, Tommy Corning from Ladder 120, 
and Larry Fitzpatrick from Rescue 3. And I have been bartending different places in the city. And I said, you know what we need here in the city is a place for firefighters, a place that we can call our own. And I felt this, found this place, Quince Tavern on 2nd Avenue and 38th Street. We bought it, bought the meat store next to it. And Tom, Tom Coins, a tremendous carpenter, really gifted. And we built the bar, we opened the kitchen, and we took off. We opened up in 78 with the pipes and drums on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> A license was still pending, but yeah. <laughs> put that right under the rug. Yeah. Right, man. <laughs> so who came up with the name Suspenders? Oh, Larry Fitzpatrick did. We were really in a thing like, oh, the lawyers are, come on, we need a name. Ah, we had the horse races out trying to figure out a name and everything. And he came up with firefighters, Suspenders. And then, of course, two years, Larry, uh, two years later, Larry was killed line of duty. Oh. And then uh, Jerry Frisbee on the roof rope rescue up in Harlem. Oh. Uh, Tom Teague eloquently spoke about that on uh, one of your recent shows. And it was really devastating. I think I sent you a picture of uh, uh, the front of the post. Larry was 39 years old, and um, he left eight kids. Eight kids. Eight oh, kids, shit. yeah. <clears throat> wow. Um, that was uh, really hard, and to this day, we, you know, still part of us, and as all brothers and sisters are, but him in particular. And uh, if you ever go to Second Avenue, Thirty Eighth Street, oh, that's crazy, McTeague. Yeah, <laughs> the newspaper um, article, right? Uh, yeah, below um, that too, Petey. There you go. There it goes. Wow, that's sad. So, how long did you have, how long did you guys after that? How long you kept it open? Uh, Eleven more years, 11 and years. then we opened up on. Uh, we had one on Steinway Street in Astoria, one on out in the Hamptons for a couple of summers, uh, and then Wall Street. We went down to Wall Street. We there for almost twenty six years, and we wow. brought on board Billy Ahern from uh, Two Thirty Five Engine, and uh, later Lieutenant One Thirty One Truck, and. Um, Suspenders of Wall Street is still there. Different owners, but we're still involved. Uh, tell the audience that the first drink is we're getting salty. <laughs> <laughs> and also drink. on 2nd Avenue and 38th Street is what's known as the bravest now. It went oh, from suspenders the to the bravest. Still heavy, heavy job connection. And on the wall, we have all the firefighters we lost. Larry Fitz, also my brother, my late brother Michael, did 20 years with EMS and was a, a volley at the Point Lookout, Lido Fire Department. Uh, he was a Lookout, captain you said there. that, right? <clears throat> and uh, also, oh, Patty Brown is also there. Oh. Um, so can I tell you a quick, funny yes, story about Patty Brown? Absolutely. Patty Brown, as you know, the man, right? Captain of Free Truck, yeah. killed in 9-11. Um, Vietnam vet. For us as our doorman on Sunday night. And uh, uh, Patty had a little touch of the acting bug, you know? So he finally got on General Hospital and he was <laughs> on for three afternoons in a row, but he was a boxer and he had to teach Elliot how to box. 
but somebody was messing around with Elliot's wife or something. So he had like three, three minute segments on Friday afternoon. He had this big line, right? Went to Elliot, nice fight. <laughs> so that was it, right? That was it. We had it on in the, in the bar and everything. Everybody's ah, all the waitresses up. So Larry comes to work. I mean, a party comes to work. Sunday night, right? Comes in about seven, and Fitzy is there. Fitzy's like the toughest guy in the job, right? Right guard on the football team, two thirty-five, like five ten. Just <laughs> a permanent thing on his nose from his helmet crashing into it. You know, just yeah. he loves a doctor, tough guy. So Larry's been on like a two-day. <laughs> party to work, and we're all sitting here. Everything. Larry goes party. And some bad news. You fired, you're done here. You're done. He said, What? What, Larry? What? He said, Sorry, Patty. You're done. No, no more Sunday nights, no more covering door. I was really, really. I, oh, 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 I'm surprised to hear that. So we're watching. Patty puts his head down, starts to turn around and walk out. And Fitzy goes, Hey, Anybody who gets beat up by a Jewish accountant on this show. Hey, can't bounce here. Can't wipe the door That's a great Come story. Come here, party here, teabag. I'm big. Yeah, oh, teabag. Oh, 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 uh, oh, my God. You must have so many freaking stories from that. Oh, maybe we got episodes three, four, and five for that. <laughs> That must be so much fun to think back to those times, huh? Back then with all those guys. Oh my God. Yeah. We had, as I it's, said, half the job. We had two guys every night and the doorman. And uh, after Fitzy died, the guys from Rescue Three <clears throat> So they're going to come down and give us a hand. They're going to work the door. And Arms Murphy and uh, these guys, Stong, Stanley Scarbrack, all these guys would come down. But I had the hardest time trying to explain to them. That when you were dormant, it means you work the door. You don't sit at the end of the bar with cocktails and waitresses. <laughs> he was a good looking guy, they, man. They couldn't get that job description. Uh, you know, they couldn't. <laughs> you, know, you know what's so funny is they well, you know, just hire the ugly doorman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah right. uh, there's a there's a song. Uh I listen to a lot of country, obviously, uh living upstate, but there's a song by Kenny Chesney, and when he sings, he's talking about a bar. And he's talking about his friends at the bar. And he says in the song, it makes me happy, but it makes me sad. Right. And that's one of those things where you think back and you start laughing about the stories. Right. And then you start thinking about, you know, the guys are gone. You know, most of those guys are gone. And it's uh, like a, a bittersweet thing. Right. You love to think about it and laugh about it. And uh, but at the same time, uh it's you know, a sad story. To me, it's still going. You know, I love to go out for a pint with the brothers all the time. You know, I, I yeah. try to get that going and uh, really enjoy it. And uh, You've been a Manhattan guy, huh? You're still in the city, right? Yeah, you've been yeah a I'm still in um, Jimmy Cagney Place now, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, 91st and 2nd. Right? Up in a high rise. Um, Two stories, which is. Like, you're still involved with those bars? or? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the one down Wall Street. I am. It's oh, not one guy, Pete. and he's not yeah. on the job. So, I you know what's next, in. Pete? Right? Pardon me, Pete. You know what's next, right? What's I got to ask him why ha we don't have any of our ATMs in his bars. Oh <laughs> man! That's, that's coming. You guys want? 
That's coming Anything after the want, show. You got it. Oh, uh, look at that. I'm holding up to that. It's right, it's, uh, right by um, Ground Zero. You know, it's. Oh. Yeah, it's. Uh, I had the opportunity to work for Lee Ileppi for a while as a volunteer tour guide at the. Uh, I'm working him oh, hard, bro. I'm working him hard to try to get him on the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's important what he does because we have all these millions of tourists who come through it. And as good as the tour guides are, they're mostly retired teachers and everything. And they say, oh, yes, this is where all the firemen passed away. And, no, you need uh, brothers or sisters there to tell these people, no, this is where 343 New York City firefighters were killed, where they yeah. were murdered here. We didn't pass away, you know. There's no malice in everything, but we, we got to stay involved yeah. with this. Let the, uh, I love Danny's passion. Danny's a passion. Don't forget, guy. and I don't I forgive. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 You, know well, what Lee does? you know what Lee needs? Lee needs a good mustache. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there. Yeah, he does. He does. Time for my uh, pint here. Get it going, kid. Oh. How are you doing? Uh, no, it's time yeah, for it. Yeah, he's got oh, the Halligan. Time for me to put this glass down he's before. Yuri Halligan, 1919 to 1956. Nice. Oh, I like I, it. I'd like to take it and just rub it all over. Oh, <laughs> oh look at you. Oh, take it. With the vitamin oh, E. Hey. Vitamin E. <laughs> I already, while I've been on the chat, I, I, while I've been you on the podcast, I already <laughs> ordered six gallons of vitamin E on Amazon. <laughs> He's going to rub it all over himself. He's going to get silly oh, with vitamin E. Man. Silly. Uh, stops cancer. Oh. I'm in. Well, is it is it that time, Kev? Is that what's going on? Is that what you're trying to tell me? We can, uh, we can, we can shoot the old duck. Uh, quarter of the day and then we could go back a little bit to his uh yeah, websites yeah. and stuff i have an idea that uh, danny's gonna have a great uh, old school tip but oh i gave it away pete what time is it oh it's time Ooh. for the old school tip of the day 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 all right kid but don't let it be how you keep that full head of hair i don't want to hear anything <laughs> <laughs> whenever you want that video uh danny let now. us know yeah okay put on now Okay, stand by. Stand by. I got to come out of here and do this. All right. We're going we're gonna to play like the first minute of it because I think everyone will get it. Yes. Very dramatic and violent video. Two children somehow avoided gun uh, getting hit by a um, hail of bullets when a gunman opened fire at nearly point blank range. Now, police just released the video of the incident in the box. Fortunately, the children did not get hurt as they ducked for cover, but a man on the street was not so lucky. Yeah, no, not at all. And we want to warn you the full video you're about to show you is extremely graphic. Eyewitness News reporter Jim Dolan is live in Mount Jim? That's good. Yeah, Shade, this. Yeah, um, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, um, as you saw in that video, you could identify the nine year old sister goes after the first couple of shots and she goes for her younger sister and she covers her up and protects her. The same is applicable to us in the fire service. If in our size up, it's identified that we have trapped children in the building, because what the structure is could be a multiple dwelling, private dwelling, whatever, maybe perhaps from a guardian, from a parent or whatever, we have children, multiple, two. Inside a fire situation, 
their behavior is going to be the six-year-old is going to have complete reliance and confidence on the nine-year-old. It's not going to be like, oh, hey, sis, uh, uh, you stay here. I'm going to go to the other fire escape. This way the fire. No, they take care of one another. They intertwine with one another. So when we make our aggressive primary search and we're, we're in there and things are nasty, we're going down in the room. We identify this is a bedroom. Right? We're getting information. Oh, we, we have two children here. We're crawling along. We're sucking the nails out of the floor. We go and boom. Oh, here's a kid. Here's the outline. Whoa, we got a kid. Oh, great. All right, let me make this grab. Go back. No, you don't grab that kid. Go out the bell and say, oh, what a grab. I mean. No, you take that kid. You call for your partner. You call for assistance. You call for whomever. You pass that kid out. And then you suck it up. You look down into your, into your, into your soul, into your heart, and find out the reason why you're on this job, why you raised your right hand. You suck it up, and you're going to go and get the other kid because it's been shown to us time after time after time that within probably a 10-foot proximity, you're going to find the other kid. So my tip is size up, go for two, because it will eat your heart out. If you just grab the one, bring them out, and then you go back, then you find the other one, and you lift it off the floor and find that outline of the child that you just missed. So if it's identified, that there's more than one or whatever, you got to go for it. got to give it all we got. Holy shit. That might be the best That's one. School, bro. Oh, right easily the best one we've ever had. That's I'm about to, right there. Yeah, I'm about to fall on the floor with that one, bro. That is a, <laughs> out the, holy shit. I could have used that one like 27 years ago. <laughs> I, I mean, it's definitely going to make you want to give a bravo, bro. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna give a bravo right here on that old school tip of the go, bro. Well done, Dan. Well done. Dan said he had two. I don't even want to know. Do you have another one, bro? You think you had uh, two? No, I, I think I kind of discussed that before. With yeah, all right. Don't say anything else because I, I'm already. Yeah, do the mic that, drop, had, that had me so fired up, man. Like drop it. Know. Do the mic drop right there, bro. <laughs> man. Holy crap, Dan! Unbelievable job. Great job. Dude, I think you're doing uh, you're doing a great job. This is what I want to do because we do this from you know uh, time and time again for all the guys that we lost uh, at the telephone fire and all the other brothers. I want to give uh, I had mentioned to you that my father was in seventeen truck, yes. I mean seventeen engine. I'm sorry. When he yes. left there, he took the bell off the front of the rig, so we use it for a five five five. I'm gonna wow. give it. I'm gonna give the five five bells. For the old brothers that we lost. Hold on, Coops. Hold on, Coops. You got another one? Yeah, I also wanted to mention uh, also uh, yesterday marked eight years. The 19 members of the Granite, the the Hot Shots, uh, were killed in a wildland fire in uh, Yarnell. So I I was going to mention that today, uh, tonight. So uh, it's appropriate right now anyway. So we'll do that. All right, Tim. This is for all the brothers that you worked with that we lost. Amen, brother. Salute. Salute. Wow, I was actually I was blown away by that old school tip of the day, Dan. 
I've heard a lot of them. Woo! That's old school. They don't put that in the textbook. No, they don't. <laughs> Behavioral objectives you got to consider. You know, it's. I I had some child psychologists. He was nice enough to give me an interview. And also, uh, uh, I discussed about magical thinking in children. That um, a lot of times they will go to Big Bird or whatever, their stuffed animal or whatever, and hold that <clears throat> Big Bird through magical thinking that this is their protection. So we got to give that extra emphasis that you got to lift that giant teddy bear, you got to search around this, you got to do this, you got to be good. Even even if things are feeling a little hairy, you can uh, vent, enter, and search. You can keep your end of your uh, hook, your pike pole on the windowsill, and then just search out with one arm on the pike pole. It's going to give you a huge radius and go in there with. Fortitude, and a lot of time you identify the children's door with what they have on it. You know, they have different things. Maybe Sesame Street or this or whatever. It's it's going to give you an indication of where it's at, and that's that's where we're going to shine. That's where we shine, boy. Like it, amen. I love, wow. it. I like I love it. it. You know, it's you, amazing. <clears throat> I hear the passion in your voice after how many years being off the job. Uh, you really get a sense that you really still care, and uh, it means everything to you. So, amen to you. Bro. I'm like the foreign legion. I'm in for life. All right, you right. Danny, awesome. you had some shout-outs. Uh, shout, some, out. shout out, some website you want to talk about? Uh, we got some. If, if P can put these up, so we, um, you want to do the websites first or the photos? Photos, the please. Okay, so no problem. Photos uh, coming up. We we campaign very. Very hard for 9/11 uh, healthcare, and we had to go to Congress multiple times. And I had the opportunity to go with this fellow Skip, and Skip was suffering. I think his son is on the job now. Skip had significant uh, cancer. I believe it was geoblastoma, and he would come down in his wheelchair. And as we went to different senators' office or whatever, he'd take the wheelchair and leave it out front, and he would go in with us, and he would make this magnificent pitch of why us first responders need permanent 9-11 health care. And the guy was absolutely fabulous on song. Nobody knows of Skip or whatever. I mean, on our buses every, every 4 o'clock in the morning from the Rock, all these multiple trips. And I just think a brother like him needs a shout-out as well as the man who led us through this, a firefighter by the name of Ray Pfeiffer. Oh, uh, here's Skip and I meeting uh, uh, various senators. Um, this was in the New York Times. That's um, Senator Gillibrand on your left and John Stewart speaking with Skip. Perhaps you can note the side of Skip's head there. Uh, did he pass? Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, Engine 266 out of Rockaway. He parted himself on like 48 straight days on the pile. And wow. he was one of the brothers who developed the uh, the cancers, and we fought hard. And through him and also all the others involved, uh, including Ray Pfeiffer, this guy had the balls of a lion. He was unbelievable. He led us down there all the time. Nobody was better at getting a senator or a congressperson to pick up, hold them. Getting there was a little subway line, 
this is at his funeral when Ray died. I uh, stood in a, and this is afterwards. Um, to me, he was the toughest guy in the job. I worked with a lot of guys who like, thought were going to put me in the burn center. Tough, tough, tough firefighters. But this guy, boy, permanent health care for thousands of us for seventy for seventy five years. This is what these people achieved, and they led the charge. And also two civilians, John Stewart and John Field. We should kiss their ass in Macy's window. They were absolutely unbelievable about getting this done for us. And what we enjoy today, the, the, this gold standard of healthcare, is a result of these brothers so, so gallantly going down to Congress and banging on the doors. I can't. I just wanted to say I can't yeah, confirm. John Stewart's a great guy. I worked with him for ten years. Uh, so if you're listening to this, boss, no, when you listen to him, him when he was on Congress that day, when he was up there talking to them mm -hmm. right in front of the 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 dais there, he Super was he was pummeling them. Yeah, I yeah, think I have he, a photograph of him uh, with uh, in front of Congress there with. Uh, I don't know if Wilson, I have. the senators. You know. Let me see if I can find that. It might be. A I don't know if I there. sent that one. No. <clears throat> Now, but I, I, I will say uh, on every level, um, he was just the best guy. And it obviously after all this, even better. So mm -hmm. if, if boss, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. We really do. Thank yeah. you for all the good years. Well, unbelievable. Yeah, wow. man. Amen. All right, Danny, you got some websites you wanted to talk about, too, that you yeah, uh, it's the same thing I've been talking about is uh, Faces Firefighter Against Cancer Exposure. Um, also friends of firefighters who do, you know, uh, they have this counseling and they have it for active and retired firefighters Nancy. And, and our families. Yep. And it's all confidential. They took over the old firehouse over in Red Hook and they're just remarkable folks. And they got on the arm breakfast and, um, they just do a great job. And I'm also involved with, uh, uh, New York Cancer Resource Alliance, and we're trying to get the word out. It's get checked. Now, drop the cape. Drop the rock and roll. I am a lion. I'm a man of steel. You got it. It's an obligation with all the feed, different feeds we take from everything, all these polymers. Get checked now, brothers and sisters. Nice. Yep. I think, Danny, when we were talking to you this week, right, I was telling you, it's funny, for all those years, I never worried about cancer till the day I retired. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, holy shit, man, I got to get yeah. checked out, you know? Like, Yeah, listen, Rob, we had Rob Brown on. Rob Brown runs a great program, bro. If you want to get checked and you want to stay on top of stuff, just yeah. reach out to Rob Brown because he does a great uh, extensive cancer screening, yeah. cancer screening. So, guys, you got to catch it early, you know, like, like – uh, Danny was saying, man, with all the shit that we're exposed to today, it's yep. not wood anymore. It's it's all these plastics and all these chemicals. So you got to get yourself checked early. The only chance you have is detecting it early and fighting. Right on, it, bro. right on. Yes, you know, early detection is the best. <clears throat> yeah, man. It's one Excellent. of those things that you almost don't want to hear it, you know. Um, yeah. But but you got to deal with it, right? And you guys, especially, you guys got to deal with it more than anybody. So. Mm -hmm. It's my late brother Michael, 20 years EMS. 
Oh, he's got a wow. good stash. He's got a good stash, too, bro. What's yeah. up with you guys? What, you went to the uh, same mustache school? What happened? <laughs> Listen, I'm, not, I'm not hitting the bell right now. Uh, no. Uh, That's awesome. Captain uh, Point Lookout. He's a point. Oh, he was a point. He was in my neighborhood then. He's in your hood, yes. Yeah, Dwayne you know for what? You to fill the boat. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a five bells, bro. Just oh, himself, wonderful. Bro. I'm Thank gonna you. give him five bells. Thank you. Rest Thank in peace, you. my brother. Thank Salute. You. Oh yeah. <clears throat> All right, Ruffy, you got any shout-outs, kid? What no, that got? was the only one I had was the the jumpers, the smoke jumpers, but we did that one. Awesome. All I right. A, I have a quick shout-out. Give it to um, us, Pete. You know, sad to say, one of our own in the chat, Susie, had a stroke. Like one of, uh, min, another oh, my God. Stroke. Really? So she was uh, she was listening tonight. Um, of course, we were all wishing for a speedy recovery, Sue. Mm. Uh, Susie, rather, she doesn't like Sue. Uh, and I heard from her husband uh, the other day. Apparently, she's doing better, but she needs rest. So let's hope that uh, right. she does well. Hugs and Thanks. kisses for Susie. Thanks, Liam. Thanks, Finn. Finbar. Finbar. Yes. They yeah. are actually twins. He said they actually they are identical. Yes. yes. Yeah. Awesome. These are your grand grandsons. Who are these? Your nephews. <laughs> no, oh, my brother's sons. My oh, nephews. Your brother's son. your nephews. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna give a shameless plug, Pete. You know what? I'm, you have my things, but you don't have it. Uh, go. You know what? I I will. I'll I'll create it right now. Oh, look at you, you creator. Look uh, at you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't be afraid. It. Don't be afraid. Firstdonutrition.com, bro. Get your supplements made by. by whoa, 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 whoa! What's whoa, going whoa, on? Whoa. You said I, one one time. Now all of a sudden, uh, gonna, uh, I mean, if you're gonna do this, you gotta pay. Uh, you, uh, you know. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's going to start drawing this on every week now. What's yeah, going on? No, what, about promo, what about the promo code? Tell him about the promo code. Salty. You know For 10% off. 10% 10 salty. off. Listen, you want your, your pre-workouts. You want your protein. You want your fat burner. You want your NO products. Right there, bro. Made by me and another fireman from 176 truck. <clears throat> Go over to... Uh, the website, my old lady will fill the order for you. You know, maybe she'll rub herself on it or something. I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Nice. Look at Danny's face. <laughs> I, uh, you know, Jesus yeah. Christ. Why do we have to go there? I got, listen, I got to make money like anybody. You buy those. So I take his face. I push him on the hood. I say, you buy that protein, bro. I need money like anybody. All right. Well, listen, one last thing before we go. We just discussed this in the pre-show. We're going to have another live show. This time, Petey's going to bring his wife on the show, and my mother, Ellie's coming on the show. She's probably at home like this. Oh, my God. I never said I was coming on. You're coming on the show. She's coming on the show. My old lady, Ruffy's old lady, Pete's old lady, and we'll try to get Chief Steve's old lady bring, on the show You again. should bring Anna on as well. I feel like she deserves it. Oh, my, mother's, my wife's coming on, too. Oh, oh good, yeah. good, good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So send the questions. You want to send them? Don't send the Ruffy. He's going to get all uptight. Send the Coobs podcast. You know what to do. Send it to the same place you send the uh, cup of Joe and some Fuego. Send the questions to me, and we'll weed them out, and we'll get the all, all old ladies uh, on the on the. Chat. Jose wants to know why the protein smells like fish. 
It's fish talking. This is a family show. It's a family show. As a matter of fact, my wife won't be coming on the show. If I had a nickel every time I said that. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Danny, I got to say, Danny, I really enjoyed the show. I really enjoyed you having on the show. Having you on the show, it's awesome. And get the word out there, early detection, bro. And we are going to work hard at getting a plaque somewhere. I don't know where it's going, but we're going to find it. We'll be in touch with you. We'll, we'll, you know, you're going to be the head guy. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Let's do it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful. February February 27th, 1975. That's what's going to send the plaque, bro. Yep. Yes, it should be. Yeah. And you always remember, we we claim never forget. What was it now? Our mantra? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, no, no, we ain't forgetting. Getting salty ain't forgetting, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. My, uh, I was, uh, I was in utero at that day. On that day, I was literally in my in my mom's uh, belly. So uh, you were crazy. I was uh, a baby. I was a not even a baby. Uh, I was seventy five. Seventy five, bro. Um, all right. To be a dad, so it's I'm gonna wrap it up. But Danny, just hang with us because we're gonna talk to you at the end of this. All right. So stand by. Guys, you all know the drill by now. iTunes, podcast, Spotify, wherever fine audio podcasts are found. We're everywhere. Subscribe. It's free. And you can listen to the show, audio version, uh, when you're on the way to the gym, when you're on the, you're driving around town, whatever. That's where you can hear the audio version of the podcast. And if you're here on YouTube.com forward slash getting salty experience, guys, we will uh, need you to go do something called hitting the like, subscribe, and share button with your filthy booger hook. All right, just do it. It doesn't take it doesn't take any time. Doesn't take anything. Just do it. It's free. Again, it helps us out a lot. Guys, head on over. Also, if you're on Instagram, head on over to at uh, Salty Dog Inc. where you will find curated fire photos where Mister Mister Refrano, if he's not hitting a golf ball into somebody's head. Or uh, or killing a deer, uh, we'll be uh, definitely putting uh, putting some great photos on there and giving you last minute info for the show. GettingSaltyApparel.com, you guys. That's of course where you find all the coolest firefighter gear and accessories. Thank you to everyone who hooked us up in the super chat and continues to do so. You guys, there's some repeat offenders in there. We love you. Thank you. Really does help us out a lot. Helps me out a lot uh, personally. Thank you guys. Um, guys, if you have a question for the show for our Q and A's, uh, getting salty experience at gmail.com. And for anything that is cup of Joe related coops podcast at gmail.com. Last but not least guys, or the wife show or the wife show, Send right? A wife show, right? Um, wives and my mother, my mother, my mother. <laughs> last but not least guys, the Facebook group, man, it just keeps growing and growing. And it's such a great community of people. I really love the posts there. Getting salty fans, not created by us, but man, uh, what a what a terrific community that you guys have formed on there. And we really appreciate all the Leatherhead Nation. And that, my friends, is all the news that is nice. fit to print. Oh, look at you! Are we on Monday night? Or are we taking off for the Fourth of July? What are we doing? Oh, that's uh, right. we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. All right. We got Danny. a lot of good guests coming in. I got them all in a book. I don't have the book in front of me. Well done. Guys, I fumbled. I have one more shout out. Oh, right? give it. Do it. Get it. it. Get it done. Do it. To the greatest band in the world, 
the FDNY Emerald Society Pipes and Drums. Hey. Nice. I thought you were going to say Journey because we were listening to the Journey. Now go yeah. look. The lead singer of Journey is a Filipino. Go look oh, it up. That's what we heard on the way. That's what we heard in the beginning. That means yeah. he's a badass who likes guns. I'll take nice. it. Yeah. Danny, good looking into <laughs> you. your life, bro. Was uh, you got a good, uh, you, good uh, run so far. Keep it going. Ruffy, use that again. I like that. Good looking into your life. You just come up with that now? I don't know. Good I like for you. I, I like it. it. <laughs> I like it. It's just like flowing it. from you now. It it's is. It came out of right nowhere. Out. Get in touch with I the creator. I think he lifted up, up his hat. It came out of been his hat. For a week. Hey, I'm rested. All right, Danny. All right, thanks. Thank it, you, brothers. Thank you. Quite all right, Danny. Thank you. Hang loose. We're gonna uh, catch you on the back uh, in the pre in the back show here. Don't, yeah. don't right. hang up yet. All right. Talk to you later. All right, fellas. Stay low and go, fellas. All right. We'll see you at the big one, everybody. Cheers.